Welcome to the Success Sensei Podcast for anyone interested in success, happiness, and balance. We'll teach you how to be a black belt at life. And now, your host, former professional fighter, multiple world champion, entrepreneur, and investor, Robert Devan. Bowing in, this is Roundhouse Rob, the Success Sensei, helping you to win at life one kick and punch at a time. Episode 265. What does cash is trash mean? Welcome to the main event. It's the Success Sensei Podcast main event. What does cash is trash mean? Have you heard the expression? Um, I'm sure if you have heard it, you were probably thinking, well, if it's trash to you, please give it to me. Um, Or that it's just an expression that's fine for, for high net worth individuals to say, you know, is it a stupid expression? Does it have any merit? Is cash trash? What the hell does that mean? Um, and does it relate to you, me, to everybody of all economic levels? Okay, so first, step one. You will definitely not be able to relate to that expression if you have zero cash. So step one is to get cash, to make money, to work hard, to come up with something, to do whatever you have to do, whatever it is that you do, to be able to get cash and to save it. So to have a stockpile of cash. Any denomination, any amount is fine. We could be talking about 10 euro, 100 euro, a million euro, 100 million euro. It's totally up to you. It's it's irrelevant the level that we're talking uh, about. Now, the next thing is to make sure that every single euro is put to work, to make sure that every euro, dollar, you know, uh, sterling, whatever your, your currency is, is like an employee. If you can turn one into two or even one into 1.5, that's great. But everything that's spent or everything that's just kept, everything that's just saved and not put into something. So step one, save, yes. Step two, you're going to have to do something with that money. Um, There's a reason why you're going to have to do something with it. A lot of people like to be able to touch their savings or like to be able to see their savings, you know, just, just statically being held. And the problem with that, I suppose, the problem with holding cash and where this cash is trash saying has come from is that well, banks are a major problem. Banks have regular charges. So they have regular upkeep charges of your accounts. There's also negative interest uh, rates being applied at the moment. You have your account fees and then you also have your transaction fees. So every time you use an ATM machine, every time you use a card, every time a direct debit goes through or standing order, basically any transaction, you are getting charged. So you have account fees, negative interest fees, uh, transaction fees. So the money that you have there being saved, if you weren't to add any more money to it, slowly but surely, the bank will be chipping away at the charges and your money's not worth what it was when you were when you were trying to save it. Um, also, holding cash at home, holding it in cash is very unsafe for, for many reasons. So, you know, there there's two reasons why cash is trash, because, you know, you're just going to waste money. But banks, long gone are the days where the banks paid you a decent interest rate to hold your money. Now they are charging you to hold your money. So it's not smart to be keeping, you know, savings in, in the bank in cash or at home where it's very, very unsafe. 
Now, the next biggest thing then we got to talk about, the third reason why cash is trash or potentially cash is trash um, is, is inflation. And basically, prices go up. Monetary value also goes down. So there's lots of factors as to why this happens. There's lots of factors as to why prices go up. So when prices go up, that means that the money that you have saved cannot purchase the same amount as you purchased you know, five years ago, 10 years ago. Also, monetary value drops down. Maybe there's a lot of quantitative easing. Maybe there's a lot of money being print, printed. Maybe your currency is being devalued. As I said, there's lots of factors. We won't worry about those right now and, and overcomplicate things. But if the value of your money goes down, then that's also another reason why um, you cannot purchase the same thing at the same amount of, of those things that you purchased, you know, a few years ago. For example, 100 euro in another 10 years time. If you have 100 euro saved in another 10 years time, more than likely, give us or take simple uh, arithmetic, that 100 euros in 10 years time is worth 90 euro. That 100 euro that you saved, if you've done nothing with it, if you haven't invested, if you've just sat there looking at it, inflation alone, forget about bank charges, inflation alone in 20 years time, it's worth 75 euro. So if you have considerable amount of money in savings, um, it could be more than that, it could be worst case scenario than that. Plus, if you were dipping into it, having to use it for expenses, plus on top of that, then all, all the charges for maintaining your account. And you can see that your savings are dwindling. Um, yes, your debt is decreasing too. If you have 100 euro in debt in 10 years time, really it's the equivalent to 90 euro in debt if we were using our model there. Um, as I said, it's very simple uh, arithmetic, but you, you get my meaning. Inflation is definitely something to worry about. There is also the opportunity cost of just sitting on savings. And the opportunity cost means the potential earning amount you could have achieved versus what you actually achieved by holding cash. So by holding cash, you haven't achieved any earnings. But if you compare it to what you could have achieved in other investment vehicles that you could have put your money, you could have put that your 100 euro into something that made you, you know, even marginal uh, interest gains as opposed to just saving it and, and you know, it's just decreasing due to inflation and due to fees, etc. Millionaires don't keep one million in cash. This is, a, this is something that I think a lot of people misunderstand or maybe they haven't thought about, but a millionaire doesn't keep one million in cash. A, a multimillionaire doesn't keep one million in cash because it doesn't make sense to do so. It's foolish to do so due to inflation, due to the opportunity cost that we were talking about, it's easier to put into something else that can save as well, but that, that has a marginal return. Um, and obviously you don't keep a million in cash at home. And obviously you don't uh, you know, just keep it saved in a bank account that's gonna charge you negative interest and account fees and transaction fees. So millionaires don't keep, yes, they might have their money in liquid form that you know, given three to five days or given a week or given a month, they might be able to, sell something off or release something or, or do whatever that needs to be done, whatever paperwork needs to be done to be able to access it. But they, they're not keeping it in cold, hard cash. And that, you know, not just physical physical uh, money, but also money that you can see just sitting in a bank account. Um, billionaires may, maybe they do because they've that much money. They, you know, maybe they're not accounting for every single million, but it's not advisable. It still doesn't make sense for you to do so. So they probably still don't do it. Um, Invest looking for a return. Any return at any level is better than 
zero return are less than zero a minus return so all every time you've you've managed to save a small amount of money or a large amount of money depending on your situation be looking for something to invest it in something to put it in it's up to your 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 investor profile personality profile as to whether that's going to be high risk or low risk but you do need to put your money into something in order to get a return so it's not just been eaten away by inflation or by charges search your area search your country search your area of interest um, and and that way you can you can follow it it can be something that you know you you it could be something that you periodically contribute to um, and something that interests you. So see see what investment opportunities are local to you first. You don't have to go really you know far afield to, to find something that you know you can put your finger on basically and you can manage and you might be interested in as well. Choose investments uh, that you can get excited about and that you'll want to learn about. If you're not motivated, if if you're not enthusiastic then it's going to be very hard to you know manage that investment or to continue the investment or to to be motivated to put that money into that investment um 10 euro invested and you're an investor so so get it out of your mind that we're talking about millions 10 euro invested in something and you're an investor a good investment will go up in value um are are both it might produce a return uh, it th- should facilitate you to make more. I mean, so if, if you have if you've invested in knowledge um, in books or in a, in a course that that directly might not make you a return, but indirectly it does facilitate you to make more money. So it is still an investment. So an investment is something that goes up in value or produces a return or facilitates you to make more money or you can borrow based on its value. So you can use it as leverage to get something else. So you don't have to extract your money. You can you can borrow off, off it. So that, that's four different ways that it'd be great if you hit those four points with one investment. But you know what I mean? An investment should either go up in value or produce your, uh, a return um, or facilitate you to make more or you can borrow based on its value, uh, which is leverage we're talking about. So what kind of investments are out there? What what opportunities are available to you? As I said, do, don't be afraid to search locally, search your country and see what kind of investments are available to you because every region is different. But yes, we, we can talk about stocks. We can talk about shares and bonds, government bonds. We can talk about cryptocurrencies. We can talk about property. We can talk about art. In fact, we could talk about anything that you could trade, that you could buy and sell, whether large or whether small, any items. So car, flipping cars is another one if you had that expertise. Um, yes, unit trusts and pensions. Uh, forestry um, is one that, that's used as well. Whiskey, um, alcohol, fine wine. Um, you could invest in a business, either you know starting one are are purchasing one are franchising one yes you could also invest in online trading or online selling then you have peer-to-peer um investing as well you also have commodities like gold silver diamonds 
that's just a rough idea. Some of those might seem highbrow, some of those might be lowbrow. There's a gamut, a full range of, of trading opportunities for everybody at all levels. You don't have to be a professional trader to be an investor. You can invest at any level. It should be open to everybody. It is open to everybody. Yes, you have to do a little bit of legwork. Yes, you have to do a bit of research, which is why I'm saying pick something that interests you or potentially could interest you in the future. There is no point in just trying to hold on to your money or, or look at your money on a screen if you wanted to multiply if you wanted to leverage if you don't want it to lose its value if you in any way believe that cash is trash and i know it's a hard one to get your your mind around because saving and holding you know it, it is very motivating seeing it or touching it or looking at the zeros on the screen it absolutely is but you know the point if you're not actually doing something with it and you're not continually contributing to your savings, then it would decline and it is losing value. So that alone should be motivating you to look into something if you haven't done so already to maximize your investments and to really look at, as I said, your risk profile and what you'd be prepared to put your money into that's going to make you a return, whether a small return or whether a large return. And there's many opportunities out there. Message me if you want any advice or if you have any input. I would love reviews, comments, criticisms. Everything is uh, much appreciated. Thank you for listening. I'm Roundhouse Rob, the success sensei. Life is a fight you can enjoy and win. Bowing out. This has been the Success Sensei, fighting the winning fight. So add us, subscribe, like, and comment. Keep those hands up and keep moving forward.